0: From the studios of One Jacks Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel, and Praise Leader Chris Wing.
1: All right, well, welcome back to The Revealing. Uh, we are certainly glad that you're with us. Uh, I'm here with our uh, praise leader, Chris Wing, Hey, and uh, we, we, we loved what Jim did last time, so we asked him to come back, so uh, well, welcome Jim Martin, our discipleship uh, leader here at One Baptist Church. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, 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 we, we, we thought you were all right, so we yeah. figured we'd, uh, <laughs> we'd bring you along with us for another one here. Uh, Robert uh, is uh, uh, he is uh, still sick, unfortunately. Uh, you say, how could he still be sick a week later? Well, well, that's a good question, but he is. He's still sick, and we'll just go with that, and uh, we will hope he'll be back next time with us. But uh, we're talking about these mysteries uh, of God. Again, 1 Corinthians 4, 2, uh, 1 and 2 tells us uh, that we are stewards of mysteries and that it's required uh, of a steward to be found faithful, uh, as you start to unplug uh, and go through the New Testament mysteries, you find out that there are seven of them, uh, and so what we're doing is is we're just kind of taking our time and going through each one, and, and certainly we're not exhausting uh, each one uh, by any means, uh, but what we are trying to do is uh, really just take a look at each one and uh, maybe... Uh, just share, uh, with us, uh, or with you anyways, uh, what, you know, what, what are these mysteries and, and listen, if we're required, uh, to be found faithful in them, uh, then it certainly is an important thing, uh, that we know what they are. Uh, and so anyways, uh, you know, you look at Romans 16, 25 and 26, uh, it says, uh, not a hymn that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience uh, of faith and and so uh, this revelation of the mystery is is the one we're really going to be talking about today and the one we're talking about today is is the mystery of the church uh, last time we talked about uh, the mystery of of, 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 of christ in us uh the indwelling spirit how how christ uh the the moment of salvation he moved inside of us and he tabernacled in us we became the temple of the holy ghost uh and now as we move into this next mystery when we talk about the mystery of the church uh basically if if we could you know try to say it this way is is simply this is is, it's you in christ (laughs) all right is now what what you know god didn't uh, establish this, this entity called the church for, for, for just no reason. Uh, there, there, there was a purpose behind it, uh, and there was a reason why the gates of hell weren't going to prevail against it. Uh, Christ is certainly one that is going to build it, uh, but he uses us, his, his converts, uh, as the, uh, the, the propagators of what it is he wants to accomplish in his church, uh, and ultimately this church uh, is there's very something very special about it uh, in the, in the fact that it is the future bride of Christ, and you know uh, analogies in the Bible simulatives are are a big part of how God uh, teaches us in the in His Word. Uh, certainly, Hosea twelve ten should come to mind and. Uh, whenever you hear things like, uh, as and like in the Bible, it's, it's always God trying to paint a picture and he's telling us like, it's like this, it's as this. Um, and if you can under, he will use something simple that we can understand, like, like, like for instance, like the sun, I can understand what the sun looks well. Well, Christ is like the sun. Mm. Uh, he, he is the sun of righteousness. Uh, you know, uh, and so, uh, when we're looking at this thing of, of the mystery of the church. Uh, he does. He he, he provides us uh, a very intimate clue uh, to help us really understand uh, this mystery in a much more profound way. And uh, where we would find this mystery, of course, uh, is found in Ephesians chapter number five. And uh, what we're going to do, Jim? Why don't you go ahead and read for us? I'm going to have you read. Ver- we're in chapter five. We're going to read 25 through 27 and 30 to 32. Can you go ahead and hit us with that? Yes. So husbands, verse 25, Husbands, love your
0: wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then if we skip down to verse 30, For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church.
1: All right, so um, Chris, I'm going to make a couple of quick, quick things. Say, say a couple of quick observations here, and I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Um, so as we look at Ephesians chapter uh, five, uh, first of all let's let's take a, a, a quick step back real quick and just understand uh, the purpose of the writing of the book of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. The, the purpose of the writing of the book of Ephesians uh, is, is if we were going to say it in a nutshell, is very simply this it's the revealing of the church mm-hmm. it's uh, chapter one is, is, is how you get into the church. Uh, chapter two is what you were prior to getting into the church. Chapter three is the purpose of the church. Chapter four is the gifts that God gives to the church so that he can accomplish all of his will through the church. Chapter five is a picture of the church. Chapter six is the wiles that are come against you and the armor you need to put on to protect yourself in the church. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a glorious book. Of, of God sharing uh, uh with us what this entity uh that's called the church is now, now listen I, I want to because I I know that there, there may be some folks listening right now and and certainly uh there are people that I've come across who have a problem uh with this word church and they'll say oh that's not a that's not a biblical word that 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 that, 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 that that's a word that uh that Constantine came up with. And, and that shouldn't even be in your Bible, that word. And listen, understand something. The word church is, 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 is a, uh, the English word that comes from the Greek word ecclesia, which uh, 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 basically means assembly. It's a congregation. Uh, we have a book in the Bible called Ecclesiastes. Uh, uh, again, uh, you know, so uh, you, you don't get caught up in all that. Uh, certainly uh, we are to assemble, okay? And and, and understand, this assembly, uh, Hebrews 10.25, although we're not to forsake it physically, uh, and, and by the way, there is a difference between a local assembly and a spiritual assembly. Yes, the day we became uh, one in uh, Christ, the, the, the day that we uh, called upon his name and, and the dwelling spirit, Dwelled into us. Uh, that was mystery number two. Uh, the day that happened, uh, certainly we, we became a part of a bigger entity. First Corinthians chapter twelve, which is called the body of Christ. Mm. No doubt about it. However, we would be mistaken if we did not understand that God intends for this body to break up into many bodies, if you will, and assemble together to formulate what the local church is meant to do, because there's a reason why he gave gifts of pastors. Pastors in this mini body, if you will, uh, what they're supposed to do is come together in a congregation, train the people on how to do the work of the Lord, uh, and how to uh, edify the body and things to that matter. You can't do that. You, all the love, the, the, the one another is that uh, there's over 40 of them in the Bible. You couldn't do any of them if you didn't come together in a local setting. So so when we're talking about the mystery of the church, I, I, before we even say, take a step further, let, let's just make sure we understand that yes, there's no doubt about it, the local church, or, or the church is a, uh, a spiritual entity. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that, but it's also a local entity. And if you don't understand uh, the, the uh, purpose of the local entity, uh, then you're gonna completely miss uh, what what the church is all about. And I would say this, I mean, if you don't want to be around other Christians, then why do you want to go to heaven? I mean, if you don't want to gather around God's throne uh, to give him the praise and the glory he deserves, well, hey, I hate, to, I hate to tell you this, man, but that's what you're going to be doing in heaven. <laughs> so if you're not willing to do it now, what makes you think you're going to be willing and wanting to do it then? Uh, and certainly uh, there's something to all that. But but But, but with all that said, uh, I went on a tangent there that I didn't even know I was going to go on, but I want to make that point. But, but when you look at this passage in Ephesians 5, he, he, he's relating, uh, Paul is, and helping us understand this, 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 this mystery of the, of the church, he's relating it in, in such a way that he talks about it in relation to a husband and a wife. And just as we can understand that a husband leaves his father and mother, just like the wife leaves her father and mother, they they become married, they become one flesh. Uh, that's Genesis chapter number two. Uh, they become one, and, and this whole picture, uh, this whole uh, 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 thing pictures, if you will, Christ and the church. It is the mystery of the church. So uh, it's a great mystery, by the way, uh, on how we become one with Christ. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, Pick up there. Uh, well, that's
2: uh, you. You hit quite a few points there, actually. To be honest with you, um, could dig into hopefully a bunch of those uh, more deeply as we as we continue on here. But yeah, so he uses that that picture of the marriage to to identify uh, the church itself. But there was one point that you that you hit on. Uh, the mystery of the church is that it is the body of Christ itself. And so I guess maybe I, I want to jump into to talk about that one a little bit and, and kick us off there. Um, also, really quickly, though, uh, you know, last mystery we talked about, um, I brought up a point, it would be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost being where we get justified. Uh, this thing about the body of Christ is is where we, we become a part of is now where the sanctification begins so as we got justified, now we're sanctified. These two mysteries really link very closely to one another, one having to do with the other, as it were. So, yeah, so we are the body of Christ is, is, is also what the church is, is right, likened to. And um, I want to read some verses in First Corinthians, if I could. In chapter 12, uh, verses 12 through uh, 14, uh, this is what uh, Paul says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many, Are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, are we all baptized into one body? And that's what happens when you got born again, that you got baptized with the Holy Ghost to become a part of this body, this thing we call the church, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. So like I said, Pastor Frank hit many points there, but this whole uh, idea of the mystery of the church is that it is a whole body that's made up of many members it is not an organ an organization but it's an organism it's mm. something that is alive it's not a building that you physically go to it's made up of the the people itself we we are the body of Christ every member is a part of the whole body of Christ and that and that's the whole the whole point of of uh, you know when he when Paul lays out the book of Ephesians about what this whole thing is and how you become a part of it,
0: every member being a part of the whole, and and I think that's absolutely correct and, and great because it is a, an organism, it is a a living body because the Word of God is a a living book, and and so again the body of Christ uh, being a part of that uh, where the body of Christ gets to to be edified. Uh, gets to uh, encourage and love one another and ultimately uh, is is supposed to be, really give him glory um, as you guys were talking i I always want to go back to the beginning w- where did this whole church thing start and what did Jesus have to say about it? and of course I, I mean I think the two of you would probably the first thing come to your mind would be matthew sixteen yep right mm-hmm. and so if if I can just read matthew sixteen uh starting in verse thirteen. Um, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, "'Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?' And they said, "'Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias, and, and others Jeremiah, or the other prophets.' And he saith unto them, "'But whom say ye that I am?' And Simon Peter answered and said, "'Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God.'" And, and so for, for our Roman Catholic friends mm-hmm. and and uh, people think that, that Peter was the first pope, you know, a couple things. Uh, Peter was actually married. And, and uh, as we read through scripture, Jesus actually healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Uh, she was sick at one point. Also, there was no evidence either in the Bible or even in secular history that Peter ever stepped foot in Rome, mm-hmm. right? So when, when Jesus is making this statement, about thou art Peter and upon this rock, he, he is the rock. And, and, and I immediately thought, Jesus of, is the rock. Jesus is the rock. And not, I, not, not Peter. No. Right. Uh, I immediately thought of first Corinthians chapter sure. 10 verse four, mm-hmm. uh, where it says, and did all drink the same spiritual drink and they drank of that spiritual rock. And by the way, the rock is, is personified as capitalized because it's talking about that followed them and that rock was Christ. And so th- th- this whole idea of the church was, was, was set up by Jesus, for Jesus, for his glory, and the gates of hell will, will not prevail against it. And so I always like to try to go back to the beginning and see where that, that, that actually took place. But again, um, for, for our uh, Roman Catholic friends that, that are, are in that system um, no, when Jesus was making this statement, uh, I, you know, I, I, I could just picture himself k- kind of pointing a- at himself as, as he's saying that thou art Peter and upon this rock as Jesus is pointing to himself, I'm going to build my church. It's my church. Uh, I, I I'm going to build it. I'm going to be the rock and the chief cornerstone and I'm going to get glory from it. And, and so it kind of, Segue off what you guys were were talking about of of that living organism, and and what uh, what Jesus actually thought that in the beginning stages of what it would look like.
2: It's interesting that you said. I like to go back to the beginning to, to see where it started. And if you have your King James Bible, know that the law first mentioned in the New Testament. That's the first place that word church is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is in that those verses. It's a foreshadowing. Jesus was foreshadowing what he was going to set up.
1: Which which a couple of things I would say there. Right, it hadn't been built yet. Right. That's the first thing that's important to understand. There was no church in in, in the, uh, and what we're talking about here is uh, that word church. Although it shows up in Acts seventeen and says there was a church in the wilderness, right. uh, th- there was a congregation in the wilderness. That's not what Christ is talking about in in Matthew sixteen. Mm-hmm. What Christ is talking about is the revealing uh, and the building of this revelation that Paul is revealing mm-hmm. uh, over in Ephesians chapter number three, uh, where he says, you know, that in the if you have heard the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, Yord, how that by revelation He made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, and is now revealed unto His Holy Spirit uh, or Holy Apostles and uh, uh, prophet and prophets by the Spirit, and, and to make verse nine. Uh, all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from, from the beginning of the world had been hidden God, who created all things in Christ. What is this mystery that he's revealing? He's revealing the mystery of us in Christ. Right. The New That's, Testament it, church. That yes. New Testament church. Yes. Yep. It, it, it was completely hidden to the Old Testament saints. They had no understanding or idea of it. Uh, they were looking forward to a kingdom Uh, that was literal uh, in in what this mystery of this church is is a kingdom that is 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 spiritual kingdom of god yes which is in you yep okay and and you know i think it's interesting when you're looking at that matthew 16 passage there's two mysteries he actually talks about in that passage right because certainly he talks about how he's going to build the church no doubt so that's what we're talking about right now but he also says what what was the foundation Mm. that had to be made first before you could build the church yep. that, that 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 was mystery number one what does he say yes who, who do men say i am mm-hmm. right Yeah. you're christ <laughs> yeah <laughs> son of the, son li- of the god. what is christ that that, yeah. that is that is uh that word christ means anointed one it's the messiah it's uh, the jews fully understood uh that um the, the coming of messiah was the coming of god emmanuel mm-hmm. uh they understood that which is interpreted God with us okay so they completely understood uh, who who Messiah was going to be Messiah was going to be God uh, here in the flesh uh, and, and so when he when, when when Peter makes that statement you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God, uh, you know, in case you didn't get that or understand that, the, the Pharisees came to our rescue over in John ten, <laughs> right? Uh, when when they when when they say, when, when Jesus says, why 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 do you want to stone me, Pharisees? And they said, we don't stone you for any other reason than the fact that you have blasphemy. Well, what's the blasphemy, Pharisees? That you, as a man, mm. make yourself. God, they knew, yep. okay. They understood what he was claiming to be. Uh, that's the first mystery <laughs> in, a, in a, in a beautiful nutshell. Right. And so here we are now in, in, in this, uh, in this, uh, uh, chapter in Matthew 16. And I just want to throw this in there because I do think it's relevant, uh, to our, to our conversation. Uh, you, know, uh, you were kind of touching on that whole idea of, of Peter, uh, him being the rock and such. And, and listen, if, you, if you're listening to this, uh, we're, we're not trying to uh, upset you or, or make you mad at us or think that we're, 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 we're attacking your faith if, if you're Roman Catholic. Uh, however, uh, listen, at the end of the day, either the Bible's the authority or it's not. And, and here's the deal. Uh, certainly, if you compare scripture with scripture, there's nowhere, no way, no how you can come to the uh, conclusion uh, that Peter was the rock. Uh, r- the rock in Scripture always in re- is in reference to Christ. Uh, so uh, there- there's no doubt about that. Matter of fact, the name Peter, Cephas, means stone. Mm-hmm. doesn't even mean rock. And by the way, I would even go a step further and say that Peter himself, <laughs> in his epistle, in 1 Peter 2.5, mm-hmm. calls us lively Yes. Stones. Stones. Right. Where do stones come? Well, if you took a rock and you broke it, what would you have? And he was talking to the church. And (laughs) he's talking to the stone. He's talking to the church. And he says "Ye also as lively. Stones are built up a spiritual Mm -hmm. house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So so uh, again, we're not trying to, to to rain in anybody's parade or anything like that. But listen. You know, if we're just going to let scriptures be the, 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 the truth of the matter, uh, and, and I really think that, that, that that's the only thing we have to give us truth, uh, you know, there's just no way you can get around it. Uh, Christ is the rock. Uh, Christ is the one that uh, his church is going is to build the church. It was through Christ's sacrifice that he paved the way for us to have Christ in us. And it wasn't until Paul... Again, remember he says, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Paul writes the book of Ephesians that he reveals this mystery entity that's called the church. And, and by the way, just so we understand, uh, Paul wrote Ephesians while he was in a Roman, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah a Roman cell uh, for two years, uh, somewhere around 62, 63 AD, 30 years after uh, Christ died on the cross. Uh, so it took 30 years before the revelation of this mystery becomes known. Uh, that 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 Gentiles were going to be fellow heirs uh, with with Christ, uh, and, and that Jew and Gentile could become one in Christ. Uh, this is this is a monumental. <laughs> I mean, we can say that about every one of the mysteries. Right, <laughs> they're all monumental because they are. That's the point. We're, that's the point of First Corinthians four, is we are stewards over these monumental things. We're
2: gonna be held accountable for, them.
1: and that's why we're gonna be held accountable to them because they are monumental. And and I would say, I would say, if you understand each one of these mysteries as God actually teaches them it will keep you from all the false stuff Absolutely. as being taught against them. Amen. Right. It's it's that I mean so this is important. There's a reason why God is 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 zeroing in on these particular seven mysteries because I will tell you this. Right? You get these seven mysteries You'll understand all the attacks against the church. You'll understand the, what comes against the church. You'll understand what the church is. You'll understand what the church is supposed to be, and you'll understand what you are. What you are in the church. Mm. Seven mysteries. Get them. You got it. You got. You are a new Testament. You understand what it means to be a New Testament Christian now, and exposes all
0: of the false religions of the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, every single one of them. Every man-made. Every made, single one of them. Every man-made religion uh, will be exposed if you just understand what the, what the seven New Testament mysteries are. And, and, and like you said, Pastor, wh- where, you, where you stand, where you walk in each one of those mysteries. And so being a part of the body of Christ is very, very important. Uh, we weren't meant to, to, to be saved and be left on an island, right? Uh, we, we were meant to be a part of a local assembly that uh, is, is preaching God's word, where you're being edified and built up and encouraged to go out and be the son of God he has called us to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about um,
2: knowing these mysteries and particularly knowing this mystery, calling out false doctrine, being able to call out and identify false doctrine. W- one of those main things, I think it's, it's imperative for us to understand as it pertains to the church, the body of Christ, that, that gets taught that's, a fa- that's very false doctrine is this whole idea. And you were talking about Ephesians being, you know, God revealing the mystery of the church through Paul. And he starts that whole epistle off <laughs> in a beautiful fashion, where as he begins to tell us what the church is, he's speaking to the church collectively. This whole ideology of uh, predestination mm-hmm. comes to mind, mm-hmm. and because he talks about and so v-
1: what was it that was predestined? Exactly. So was it was it
2: you, Chris? No. Was it me? No. Is it, that what he's talking about? That false doctrine of predestination is, is 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 that some people say that it's the individual who was chosen or predestined.
1: Instead but if, of you the but if you read that passage right, it, what was it that was predestined? All the way from verse
2: 1 to verse 13, which is, I think, what you read, uh, Brother Jim, yes. he's he's identifying the church, as, a, or he's speaking to the church as a whole. He says, us, we, us, we, collectively speaking mm-hmm. to the church as a whole. And when he's speaking these verses about predestination, like, for example, in Ephesians 1.5, he says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will... And in verse 11, he says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who ha- worketh all things after the counsel of his will. Just knowing something very simple, right? Every job, every tittle, uh, the pronouns is, as us and we. He's talking to the whole church collectively. So, so what was it that was predestined? It was the church the, itself that was predestined as a whole.
1: And then now how does an individual... Right, that's know, verse 13. I, I, I know that's where you're going, so right. I'm just letting pe- if people are listening, I want to guide so, them with you. So if you were going to get into this us and the we, mm-hmm. what is it that you and me or anybody else has to do?
2: Yeah, you have to accept that gospel of Jesus Christ. So when you get to verse 13, it says, in whom ye, ye. also <laughs> have trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, which is the power of God and the salvation, in whom after also after that ye believed that ye were sealed... With that Holy Spirit, so, 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 so many so, times he says "ye" in that right? verse. So, he makes it individual now, so from right. collective to the individual. So, what
1: was it that was predestined? It was the church the itself. Church as the church was predestined. Yes. And now, for us to get into, into what has been predestined, yes, was we have to do a couple things. We have to trust in Christ. We have to hear the word of of truth. We have to uh, accept the gospel of salvation. We have to believe uh, in Christ. If we do that, then we. Get into what was predestined. That's, That's exactly what Ephesians one is talking about. And yep. boy, you're right. Uh, there's some pretty serious false teachings going on uh, because of the lack of understanding uh, of of something as it's a big one, seemingly simple yeah. as that. Uh, but, man, you can go to some other verses and people get thrown because they just don't understand what this mystery of Christ is. But Jim?
0: Yeah, it's not even an understanding. I, I mean, I know you guys had uh, done the 10 keys uh, of Bible study. And, and one of the top keys is taking scripture yep. and putting it in context. Yes. Right. And in, 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 as Chris just did beautifully from verses 1 through 13 was putting it in context so you don't wrestle with the scripture and twist it. And, and, you, and, and you come to it from an eisegesis standpoint versus an exegesis where you let the Bible interpret itself, you compare spiritual with spiritual, and, and you allow the, the context. And, and again, if you're doing those things, that is, that's going to eliminate a lot of false doctrine. And, and to be able to recognize that, that this mystery and this body of Christ and this predestination is, is the church not the individual. The individual gets into the church. That is what is, is been predestined. And uh, uh, again, these are the type of things that, that we are preaching and teaching through not only on Sundays and Thursdays at One Baptist, but also through discipleship and, and we're, we are making sure that we are rightly dividing the word of truth so that we actually understand God's mind on the matter, not what we think uh, it, it should be. And, and again, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you let God be God and you just stand, sit back and say, okay, and you just obey.
1: You know, and, and uh, if I could, um, this might be a good time. Uh, so we're in the book of Ephesians, so, and we're talking about this, this, this uh, body of Christ and this revelation of, of, of this mystery. And, and, and um, this isn't talking about the indwelling spirit. This is talking about us in Christ. Okay. And what I want to, what I want to do is, uh, so Ephesians four, uh, is a very, uh, very important passage. Uh, if you want to understand how God has put together his local body. Okay. And, and and so for people out there who might be saying, well, I don't need to be a part of a local body. I can just sit at home and I'm good. Well, well, we'll time out now. Mm. Hold on a minute. Before you make that statement, uh, please make sure that you're making that statement because you know your Bible pretty well and you could prove that statement because I'm going to argue very heavily uh, when you get to Ephesians chapter four that there are some things in Ephesians chapter four you cannot do outside of being a part of a local body of Christ. Right, And, and so... Uh, and I think it's going to become very, very obvious once we start to to look at this. Um, you know, uh, so last time we we talked about uh, the idea of this indwelling Spirit and how we are to walk, the walk we're supposed to have, and and, and things to that matter. Well, interestingly enough, uh, it's it's just great how God's word just always seems to tie together. Mm. Uh, but you're over there in Ephesians chapter four and verse one. Paul says, "This I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye, whoa, there's that walk, mm. walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called." Oh, wait a minute. So, so everybody that claims the name of Christ, everybody that claims that that spirit is inside of them, they have been called to a vocation. What's that vocation? What's a vocation? It's a job. It's a yeah. job. What do you do at a job? You work. work. <laughs> I mean, if I went to job, if I went to my job every day and I just sat there and did nothing all day, how long am I gonna be employed at that job? <laughs> okay. We are required to work. There is a requirement here. Paul's making this very obvious to us. He says, Do this uh, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering and forbearing one another in love, endeavoring. Yeah. mean how many people go to church and they complain about everything under the sun uh, the pastor is this the floor is this color the music's too loud they don't play the right music that i like what about this over here what about that over there oh it's too far away oh it's this uh, look, look look verse three endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace mm. uh, there's seven things god hates yeah uh, proverbs six right <sighs> Better be, better, be, better be careful that we're not, uh, you, you know, we're doing things that ain't right. <laughs> okay. There's one body, one spirit, even as you're called in the hope of your calling, one Lord, faith, one baptism, uh, one God and Father of all, who above all and through all and in you all. And now watch in verse seven. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Listen. Is it by the love of God that he has given us grace? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. No, no quite. But do understand if you really just stop and contemplate what, you know, you hear the acronym all the time. God's riches. That's a, that's a, that's a plural at Christ's expense. It isn't God's rich at Christ's expense. In other words, the point that I'm trying to make is, it, well, the only thing that Christ gave you is not just Love. He gave you a whole lot more than just love, and it was by His grace that He gave what was some. What, he gave us gifts, mm-hmm. and those gifts were meant to be used in a local body of Christ, right? That's where they were meant to be used. I don't care how you come about this, man. There is no way to get around it, and if you are trying to get around it, if you are listening and you are going, oh, I don't need to go to church. Listen, I am telling you, man, mm-hmm. be careful because you are following in steps that God did not. Uh, uh, Ordain. He ordained this local church. He ordained a gathering together of people in a local setting, so that he can give you gifts and equip you. First Corinthians twelve, so that you can now edify the body. You cannot do that sitting at home. That's right. Sorry, can't happen. It can only happen in a local setting. This is absolutely what he is talking about, and, and, and so he gave us these gifts by his grace and. and To to, to cut to the chase, let's just start with the 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 gift that he the gifts that he he announces here in in in, uh, chapter eleven. Yeah, (laughs) slow (laughs) down. Chapter four, (laughs) verse eleven, and he gave some apostles. Some, okay, right. Who did he give the apostles to? Well, that that early New Testament church. Right. There are no apostles today. Acts chapter one makes that very clear. What the requirement of an apostle is? You had to have walked. From the time of John the Baptist until the resurrection of Christ, you had to have walked and been with and seen Christ. Well, is anybody alive today that, that can say that? No. Okay, so, so, so there's a requirement. So, so he gave some apostles. By the way, the foundation of the church, Paul tells us in Ephesians, on the was founded on the apostles. Right. Okay, good. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. And now watch. And some pastors and teachers. So, so one of the gifts that God gave his church is a pastor. And by the way, that pastor is a teacher. Right. That's what he is. Okay, we put, we put, we put uh, uh, job descriptions on pastors that God never put on pastors. <laughs> you know, in America especially, mm. the job description for a pastor is so far from what the actual job description of a pastor is biblically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's one of my reasons why, man, I really have a whole problem with this whole pastor search committee stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and listen, uh, I'll say this. If you're listening, don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm just trying to be straight here. Listen, if you're a church and you have lost your pastor and you have a pastor search committee, I'm going to say the reason why you have a pastor search committee is because your previous pastor failed to do what he was supposed to do. Right. Because if he was teaching properly, he would have built other people up in the church. You would have been picking your next pastor right from your congregation. That's right. exactly, exactly the way it's supposed to be exactly. done biblically. From within okay? the body. Yep. Within the body. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Yep. That's the way it's designed to be done. You're having a pastor search committee. I'm going to say, man, something ain't right. Now, okay, well, what are we going to do, sir? We, our, our pastor didn't do that, so we have to have a committee. we got to go find one. Okay, cool. Okay, let me help you with something. To make sure that doesn't happen again. <laughs> Do yourselves a favor, okay? When you're looking for your pastor, don't worry about where they graduated from. Don't worry about which seminary they went to. Don't worry about what degree they have on their wall. Don't worry about any of those things. There's only one criteria you need to use for your pastor. I mean, if the word of God is our authority, let, let's let the word of God be our authority. Yep. Where do you go to get the criteria? First yeah. Timothy three, one through seven. Yep. There you go. End of story. That's what you're looking for. You find that man. And by the way, one of those things is not a novice, mm-hmm. right? You find that man. You got yourself a pastor.
0: Oh, and, and by the way, yeah, it is man, not woman, not
1: these women pastors. Okay. It, it, it is a man. If we're going to let the Bible be the Bible. That's the truth. Okay. Uh, so so now listen, okay? Jeremiah 3:15. God says, I give you pastors according to my heart that will teach you knowledge and understanding. Because what is knowledge and understanding? Mm, the word it's of wisdom. God. Yeah, it's wisdom. wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's wisdom. All right. So 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 if you start comparing scripture to scripture and start putting those all those pieces of the puzzle together, okay, what you're gonna come to in understanding is, is that God gave pastors as a gift and for what now look at verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints okay that perfecting is the maturing of the saints see we all have to go through uh, what is it second peter chapter one yeah seven levels of spiritual growth yes i guarantee you most people that are listening to this podcast right now have no idea what i'm talking about Mm. And, and that's not a shot it's a hey man let's wake up okay That we are, your pastor should be perfecting you, maturing you in your faith. If he's not, then something's up. And then look for the work of the ministry. Do you even know what the work of the ministry is? Why? So that those saints who are doing the work of the ministry can now edify the body of Christ, right? So that we don't come in the unity uh, or till we all come in the unity of the faith, faith coming by hearing in the word of God and hearing by the word of God. So uh, certainly the thing that he's teaching better be the word of God and not some famous author's book. Certainly the teaching that he's doing better be the word of God and not what John Calvin said or what Martin Luther said or what uh, there's a bunch of names I'd like to say right now, but I'm not going to for the case because they're still alive. But listen, it's what did God say? (laughs) That is what that that's only, only the truth. Okay, and so we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a mature, perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's a fullness that we are to maximize as a body that we cannot do outside of a good preaching and teaching pastor. You say, yes, I can. Well, then God's word is lying to you right now in this passage, because he just told you he gave you the pastor's. Mm And gifts to you for that reason. Well, I don't need a pastor. I can do it on my own. Okay, then I guess you're telling God, forget your gift. I don't need your gift. I'll do it on my own. (laughs) I, I, I. That we henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro, carried about every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. And cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him on all things, which is the head even Christ, from whom the whole body fit jointly together and compacted by which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase of the body and the edifying of itself in love. And I need to take a break because <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> y'all with me on this, man. Yes. Listen. Give the this, pastor a mic and he'll preach. This is, this is it I'm right <laughs> here, man. This is the purpose of the church and this is why God gave you pastors. Absolutely. And, and, and here's my deal. And I'm, 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 I'm done after this, right? <laughs> Here's my deal, man. If you are not under that type of pastor, you need to be. And, and you will be held accountable for that. Right. If you're listening to this, please understand that. You will be held accountable to that. And I'm not saying... That, that Pastor Frank Salvaggio or or Pastor Robert Engel are the smartest guys on planet Earth, and I'm not saying we're 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 we, we got it all together. But what I will tell you is, is that what Pastor Frank and Pastor Robert does do at One Baptist Church is we teach you the Word of God. Mm. That's for sure. Unadultery. That's yeah. right.
2: Amen. Yeah. Listen, I mean, uh, the importance of 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 gathering and assembling together as a church. Uh, there's certain things that, like Pastor was saying, is that you cannot do unless you are in that, uh, that gathering, that assembly. So I, I have a few things here that I, I want to just uh, throw out there and we can just uh, open it for discussion. Um, it's, it's an if-not-then thing. So, okay, you've got this pastor, which is it was, was gifted to the church to uh, bring knowledge and understanding and perfect the saints, the saints being, of course, uh, the church. And so if you're not a part of a local church body, you cannot be perfected and prepared for the coming judgment. So that's the thing that a pastor is really doing is that they're preparing us for a, a judgment that's coming. You know, we're all going pe- to... How
1: many people even know that there's a judgment coming and what judgment they're going to? Exactly. Exactly.
2: Oh. Well, so guess what? If you're a part of the church, the local church body, that's one of the things you you learn. Hey, listen, you if you're listening
1: taught. right now, please, please understand, it's appointed unto on man once to die. Yep, and after this, a judgment. Mm-hmm. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You better make sure you know what that's all about. That's where we give our accounting. Yeah.
2: And if you are not a part of a local church body under a God-called pastor to bring knowledge and understanding for the perfecting of the saints and so on and so forth, everything the pastor uh, Frank just said, this is what you will, part of what you will miss out on uh, is that, that, that you will not be prepared for that judgment that you, if you are a Christian, that you will be going to, and it's not going to go well for you because there's something that takes place at that judgment. So, okay, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, if you think that you can be a Christian and not have to, quote-unquote, go to church or be a part of it, there's things that you're going to miss out on. That's a key thing, first and foremost, that you will miss out on, is the understanding, first of all, what judgment you're going to, what judgments there are, and how yours is going to go and what you will be accounted for. So you, you won't be able to, you'll miss out on that. Uh, if you're if you're not under the preaching of a, of a called pastor of God, you will lack the understanding of the word of God, and you, you won't be able to grow. So he talked about 2 Peter chapter 1, those seven levels of. Spiritual growth—you won't be able to do those things unless you are a part of an active local church body. You won't be able to grow if you're not under a pastor in a local church. You're, you're you're breaking the order that God has placed upon the church. There is an order to things. God is a God of order, and if you think that you don't have to be under a pastor or a part of a local church body, well, then like Pastor said, you, first of all, you're denying that gift of a pastor. You're breaking the order that He set
1: forth right. of what it is that we're supposed to do. And, and I would I would add there real quick. I don't want to I don't want to jump in on you, but you know. Paul, Paul clearly says to Timothy uh, in 1 Timothy 2, and listen, it's not that God thinks women are inferior. That, that has nothing to do with it. It's, it's God is a God of order. Mm-hmm. And his order is that men should be the leaders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this argument of, well, you know, that, that, that was written for them. I mean, when 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 when, when, when Paul tells Timothy. I suffer not a woman to teach in the church. I mean, come on, man. He, he's writing first, second Timothy and Titus are pastoral epistles. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's very clearly talking about pastorship when he says that. Yeah, it's, it's so, not. So, so, so we're not saying, oh, women, you know, you're just inferior to men. Uh, not, no. And, and God's not saying that either. Nope. God has an order to things. That's why the husband is head of the wife and not the wife, the head of the husband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why the, the wife needs to be in submission to the husband as unto the Lord. And that, that wife is a picture of what? The church. Absolutely. So if you take him out, if you take things out of
2: order, you're you're breaking his similitude, and there is a, cro- a cost for breaking that similitude. Sure. You just ask Moses, yeah, because <laughs> m- he did m- that. Moses understands that. Uh, <laughs> he understands right. that better yeah. than anyone. So it, it's imp- that's why it's so important to make sure that we know what God's order is, what He's called us to, so that we can fulfill that and not break it because there's a consequence to that as well. So, yeah, if you're, if you're not a part of that local church body, you're you're breaking his his order. Um, and, and also, there's this whole thing about uh, performing these, what we call one another's. I think you brought that up and mentioned it. There's over 40 of them in the Bible. Well, if you're not a part of a local church body, you won't be able to perform those one another's. What's the key thing that God tells us in his, his, his commandments? There's two great commandments. The first one, love the Lord your God. Well, he calls us to love one another. We're not going to know what that is and how, that, how that's to be done if you're not in fellowship. Love you, you love yourself. Yeah. And if you're not in fellowship, that's where we fellowship. Th- there's also another thing that you're not going to be able to do: the two ordinances. Yes. God has two ordinances placed upon the church as baptism and the Lord's supper. If you're not a part of a local church body, you won't be able to do those two ordinances. We're called to all these things. Oh, well, yeah, th-
1: but if I do it at home, man, I could just do my own Lord's supper.
2: <laughs> that's not the way well, it's well, supposed
1: to go. lot of people who think that. Sure. And well, I, sure. And, 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 and I would highly argue. Show me that in scripture.
2: Right. So yeah, if you're not a part of that local church body, there's all these different things that you're going to miss out on and you, the key point to that is that you are not going to be prepared for that
0: judgment that's coming. Jim, what do you think? Yeah, no, uh, great points. I mean, when I think of the local church, the, the first thing is that the word of God is is on display. It's exalted. That 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 should be the centerpiece of coming to church is is hearing the preaching and teaching of the Word of God in terms that that will edify us and encourage us. But uh, here we go. It It may also and should convict us, right? Should convict us to be able to be introspective, be able to look at ourselves and say, hey, this is what the Word of God says. And if I was not in a local body, if the Word of God was not preached to me, if the Holy Spirit did not convict me, if I just stayed at home and had my own little Bible study, would this ever take place? Would transformation ever take place? So I think about the Word of God being on display. I think about the gifts, right? We, 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 we all have gifts, right? And, and we usually use these gifts for our own benefit, for our careers and, and for whatever else. But God has given us gifts to use within the body so that we can edify one another, so we can build one another up, so we can encourage. And and where we're we going to be able to use these gifts is as, as Chris ha- had mentioned. I think about the fellowship, right? I think about the friendships that I have, the the lifelong friendships and the fellowship and the like-mindedness and the unity and the having the same mind and the same judgment. Where else am I gonna have that? But in the local church, right? Uh around the Word of God. And so I think about these things and, and then I think about people who who uh who aren't involved in a local body and and maybe are lone rangers or they're watching TBN or, or, uh, they're watching their, 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 their favorite YouTube pastor, right? Um, there's no accountability. No, there is no accountability. There's no room for growth. If, if they are saved, they're a babe at best. They have their ticket punched. They think they're okay. And on their day of judgment, as Chris had, had mentioned earlier, it's not going to go very well because there are seven levels of spiritual growth. Being a part of a local church gets you from that babe stage to a little child and from that little child to a child and from that child to a young man and from that young man to a father and from a father to an elder and from an elder to an aged. Yep. By the way, Second Peter 1. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the levels of spiritual growth. And, and there's all, there are signs of that. But if you are not in local body, if you are not involved in biblical discipleship, then what you think is right and, and what, you, what, what you want to perceive and take things out of context will lead you down a, a very, very scary path. And if you are saved... You'll be at the judgment seat of Christ and have to answer for that. If you're not saved, there's a total other judgment for you mm-hmm. with 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 totally other consequences. And so for me anyway, that local body is where I'm connected to other believers, where I'm where I'm hearing and and and, and not only hearing, but after hearing and being convicted, actually going out and doing the word of God. And and th- that's the importance of, of the local church for me.
1: All right, well, we got to wrap this up. Chris, do you have any other closing remarks?
2: I mean, there's a lot I can say. I would just say real quick, we talked about similitudes and pictures. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, obviously, because we don't have the time, but go do yourself a favor and read Proverbs 31 Mm -hmm. because that, and read it from the perspective of it being a picture of the church, that virtuous woman that is described in Proverbs 31 as a picture of the church and what we are supposed to exemplify as the church. Read it with that perspective, and you'll see a whole lot more deeply why it's important. Uh, the whole thing of the church and what we're called to.
1: You know, and and so in closing there, let me just piggyback off that because that's where I was going to close too. Um, You know, Proverbs 31 talks about um, how a virtuous woman is worth far more than, uh, is far uh, above rubies. Mm -hmm. And who can find a virtuous woman? And, you know, if you compare Scripture to Scripture and you start going through the Bible, you find out there's only one virtuous woman in all of the Bible. Yeah. And that virtuous woman was Ruth. That's yep. right. Who was a oh, ch- cursed Gentile cursed Gentile, yep. mm-hmm. who, who uh, found some bread in Bethlehem. Mm.
0: And uh, when mm. she went to
1: Bethlehem, went to work in the field in Bethlehem and uh, met uh, her kinsman, Redeemer. And uh, as she's getting ready to marry her kinsman, Redeemer, uh, you know, uh, that whole thing pictures Christ in the church sure. again, Christ is a, uh, or, or the word of God is such a, uh, a great picture book to show us everything. But, but I'll say this, listen, just as Proverbs 31 portrays what a virtuous woman is, it's laying out how that woman was preparing mm-hmm. for her wedding. Right. That's what it, that, that's what it is, man. And, oh, man, if we could just grab that. If I remember correctly, uh, there's like 18 things uh, that she was doing mm-hmm. to prepare for her wedding. And, and listen, w- one of those things that I think uh, really needs to jump out at you is that she was preparing her wedding gown. She, she was getting it ready. Uh, listen, She was get, getting ready to get married to her husband, uh, any woman uh, that's listening right now can understand that if you were to walk down the aisle on your wedding day in some ripped jeans and a t-shirt, uh, you know, Hey, uh, you know, uh, yeah, your husband's still going to love you and still marry you, but probably not going to be as pleased with you as if you were coming down in your beautiful gown, uh, and all decked out. Uh, and, and you know, and, Hey, you know, man, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really have any gifts for you, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hey, it's all good. Well, those gifts, that we're offering to our husband on our wedding day are the crowns we earned, that we're casting before the throne, Revelation chapter 4, by the way. And if you don't have any crowns and you're not offering any gifts, like, what What are you doing? Um, you know, uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 12, right, says that a virtuous woman is a crown yeah. to her husband, mm-hmm. but she that maketh ashamed is rottenness to his bones. Mm -hmm. And and I'll just say this, as the body of Christ, as this mystery of the body is revealed, we need to understand that the whole thing wraps up with the church marrying Christ. Mm -hmm. And what we do now matters to how it's going to go on that day when we marry Christ. It's the whole point of understanding what the purpose of the church is. If we don't give him glory now, his glory is going to be limited in you. It's not going to be limited in him. It's going to be limited in your capability to give him glory later mm-hmm. because you don't have. And what's crazy, right, Jim? Yeah. Right, right, Chris? We've, we'll, we'll close it right here. What's crazy is about this whole thing, if we could just wrap it around our ridiculously minute minds, God wants to share his glory with us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Man, if we would just step out on faith and be what he wants us to be uh, in in submission to his word, uh, man, uh, that day uh, will go a lot better for all of us. And, And yes, Chris, you're right. Listen, the sole purpose, as far as I, I can see in Scripture, uh, and I say sole purpose, primary purpose, uh, probably might be the better thing to say, is a pastor should be preparing their congregation for the judgment that's coming. Uh, certainly, Paul makes that point repeatedly in, in First, Second Timothy and Titus. And, and even amongst other, other scriptures where he talks about how we're warning men mm. and how we're to be watchmen and, and, and mm-hmm. things to that matter. There's no doubt about it. That is what a pastor's supposed to do. That's why it's such a high calling. But, but unfortunately, what's happening with the, 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 the position of the pastor today is we're just tickling people's ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely don't want to move anybody uh, out of their comfort zone because God forbid they leave the church and now we can't afford to, to pay for our building. Uh, so we're just going to tickle everybody's ears. We're going to make it sound Christianese. We're going to make it sound good. And yeah, maybe every now and then we'll, we'll, we'll throw a little nugget in there to try to make them feel bad about themselves and get them to do something they, they didn't want to do. Uh, that ain't preparing you for anything. No. Uh, all that's doing is exactly what we're doing to our, Amer- our kids in America today. Right? What are we doing? Well, what do they keep saying about the, 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 ki- the, 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 the X generation? <laughs> right? Everybody just thinks that everybody owes them something. Listen, I promise you on the Day of Judgment, God ain't gonna owe you anything. Hmm. Pastor's <laughs> job is to exhort and rebuke, and those are the things that people
2: do not want. No, and they because it doesn't fill
1: seats. Although, although Christ does said, "I love and rebuke." Yes, <laughs> Chasing those I, I chase love. I chasing yeah. and rebuke those yeah. I love. So, all right. Anyways, uh, good job. So, we talked about the incarnation as our first mystery. We talked about the indwelling Spirit as our second mystery. We talked about the body of of uh, Christ as our third mystery. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the next time. Uh, we are going to talk about the mystery of uh, what we would call—we'll uh, use the Latin word uh, "rapturo," uh, rapture—the rapture of the church is uh, is our next uh, uh, mystery we're going to unravel, uh, and you can find that in First Corinthians fifteen fifty-one and First Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen. All right, so until next time, God bless you. Certainly, we'd love to see you at One Baptist Church. Come uh, visit our website, uh, find out where we're at, and uh, we would love to see you there. And uh, we just love you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Revealing, a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Senior Pastor Frank Salvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel. For more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website, onebaptistjacks.world, or email us, info at onebaptistjacks.world.